Today, I'm talking to Safe Hamdi, who's the general manager of the intercontinental Da Nang Sun Peninsula Resort Hotel in Vietnam. Talk us through that amazing hotel where you're working now. I've stayed there. I absolutely fell in love with it, and particularly with Bill Bensley's architecture because he created um, yes. the whole thing. See, uh, for us here, the hotel where the owning company, Sun Group, had a vision is creating a hotel like no other. It has to be a hotel that cannot be copied. And the first thing was really the location of the resort. You can only come through the water. So they prepare a yacht and they came through the water to see this location with Bill Bensley. And the first thing I would remember is Bill describing to me that he jumped on the beach. I found the Wonderland and he decided to design this hotel. Uh, and how long is the stretch of beach? Because it's very long in front of the hotel. It's 700 meters long, pristine, incredible. So all our guests, when they come here, there is no one around, just them. And we do not welcome any guests from outside. Only if you stay at the hotel, you enjoy the beach experience. So in terms of just purchasing that land when the owner did, it was like for conservation, was it? So it was difficult to buy and, and construct a hotel there? or it, it was definitely not an easy journey. Uh, due to the location of the, of the resort, but there is a vision behind. It's really for me positioning Vietnam at the top uh, or in a similar situation like what you see in Japan or Korea. Uh, so a hotel like that had to come. And therefore in, uh, in 2017, we welcome APEC 2017 and 22 presidents were staying at the hotel and having the conference and, and so on and so forth. So it, it got to be a resort with that kind of a vision to change the face of industry in Vietnam. It's almost, I would say, like three hotels in one because there's three very distinct sections designed in different ways to cater for different travel needs. Just talk us through them. See, the, the hotel is offering a wonderful dining experience. So when you come here at the property, first you get all the types of cuisine that you wish to have from uh, authentic Vietnamese cuisine, which actually the recent travelers, domestic people enjoyed so much and we learn even more about it. Then you have um, a French Michelin star dining experience by Chef Pierre Garnet. Then we have this simple, wonderful beach dining experience at our beach and grill restaurant, which is called Barefoot. And then you, if you would remember Long Bar, the longest Long Bar was a sea view in Vietnam. Fabulous, uh, fabulous. Yeah, no, it, it, it just, it's just wonderful to give you all this variety of choices. And the good news is that we're working in, in launching new, a new restaurant. Uh, will be Japanese restaurant. So hopefully wow. somewhere toward the end of 2022 will be open. And I believe has Bill Bensley got a, a gallery of his paintings there now? Yes, that's true. Uh, you see the gallery at the resort, I always um, very passionate about adding value to the asset. And what I want to do is something that actually set us apart from the from others. And this is a story of the gallery came and I spoke with Bill and he immediately said, safe, we do it. And we have beautiful, unique paintings by Bill available here at the hotel. And that allow us, that allows the guests when they leave the hotel, not just with good memories, I really wanted them to leave with a part of the hotel to their home. Beautiful. And one of the great things about that, as I understand it, is that Bill is, Bill is giving every cent from those sales to conservation. Correct. All the profit goes from the gallery to the, uh, to the charity, which again is one of uh, Bill's uh, great human uh, aspects. I just find the joy talking to him because his level of sophistication, creativity is a whole new level. And for me, uh, Bill is, is, is simply the king of resorts. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And how does conservation and sustainability dovetail into your hotels? 
Well, we do keep our hotel very green. So for example, we're reducing our own water. So to make sure we are having zero plastic at the hotel, uh, obviously every year, we continue adding plants to the hotel. So this year, our target is 100,000 plants and flower added to the hotel during this lockdown that we have. And very, very important is, is, is we're having Anthony, our resident zoologist, is helping us greatly with protecting the wildlife and educating people about the uh, incredible species that we have here at the hotel. Fantastic. And how many rooms do you have in total there? Our hotel is 201 rooms, including um, 17 villas that are very unique in different parts of the hotel. Can you talk us through the very, very top room that you've got? Well, uh, I have few favorites, really. Uh, San Valenzuela Residence is a villa that uh, about 1,200 square meter that offer you privacy, um, kitchen facilities, uh, unmatched view, your private beach in the villa, um, and then also we have Ban House, beautiful for couples and honeymooners. You are just at the top of the hotel uh, with a spectacular view. Then my favorite, I would say also is our Royal Residence. Uh, this only one villa in the hotel with two floor stories, has its own uh, bar, has its own kitchen, had its beautiful piano. So my son plays piano and when we go there, he's just very happy. And the wow. level of privacy and um, that you get at this villa, it, it's, it's truly remarkable. So you feel you are in a hotel within the hotel. You have your own little hotel there. How fantastic. And look, from my perspective, you know, your hotel is somewhere you can go, particularly at these times, and you really don't have to go anywhere else. In fact, it's too hard to go anywhere else. You just wouldn't, right? Yes. See, uh, we encourage all our guests when they come to the hotel. This is a, a one-of-a-kind experience. So we prepare everything for their liking from the dining experience and all the restaurants that I mentioned to you, then it's very important when we have a beautiful beach, as you know, to organize such a lovely activity by the beach. And we do not charge our guests for the beach activity. We make sure we add value to this experience. We have a lovely kids club with a nanny service 24 seven. And you may not know, we have a wonderful cinema, fully equipped that any couple can just select their movie and enjoy the movie at any time, 24 seven. We have a place called M Rouge. It has equipped with karaoke rooms. And then tell us about your beautiful spa. Uh, the spa is such a big element of our hotel. At the moment, we're working with Harn. Uh, incredible success, but you know the industry is evolving and we're trying to evolve as well. So we're transitioning uh, our spa to more wellness, so yet to be announced. Wow. And so if with all of your travels in all of the luxury brands you've worked for, what do you see as the future of luxury travel? The luxury travelers, as we all know now, it's really changing. We all recognize, and actually through my career, the level of cleanliness has been a big part in every single hotel that I, that I work in, with. But now it's more than ever that we have to be uh, surgically clean in, 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 the, in the hotel. We have to make sure we have dining experience that is healthy, well-balanced, having the right choices, people being in lockdown for many months. And we really here try to connect with local produced, local products, vegetables, fruits, seafood, and introduce these lovely experiences to our guests. And Saif, how do you cope living out there? I mean, as I said, I've spent, I've been to Danang a number of times. I spent quite a bit of time. I do love it, but it is isolated. I mean, where do you want to travel to when you're able to? Uh, home will be the first stop. And we are a very diverse family as well. So we got to stop to Dubai, visit the family in Dubai, part of it, then go to Egypt, my home, and visit the rest and straight back to um, 
Hungary and visit the rest of the family of my wife. And my little daughter had a wish to visit her friend in Korea. And Korea has been also on my list. So we're having a little bit of a good travel plans. As soon as things opens up, we will be definitely on the road. How fantastic. And have you been able to incorporate any of your Egyptian heritage into the hotel designs? Unfortunately, not. Not <laughs> yet. Really? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> to Mr. Really? Bensley about that one. <laughs> yes, we have to. We have to keep it a purely Asian inspirational hotel. Uh, you know, and I really want Bill to design a hotel in Egypt. They deserve to have him in Egypt. Well, I'm sure he will. He, you know, he doesn't yes. seem to say no to much. Yes. <laughs> and do you think Vietnam is going to be a popular tourist destination post-pandemic? You see, there is a lot of opinions about the industry, and uh, I want to say firmly that truly in my heart, I believe this industry will bounce back very strong. Vietnam is in the top of the list of many travelers, uh, Korea, uh, Japan, um, Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, and hopefully Australian as well, because I know they are, they are so much engaged to Bali, so hopefully they give us a bit of, of, of attention uh, and to travel to, to the Nang as well. So it, it, yes, it will bounce back, it's just a matter of time and it all fall in place. Yeah, one of my big um, aspirations is to really influence a lot more Australian people to come because Bali has been a location in Asia, in Southeast Asia, that has been yes. on the travel list of you know, almost every Australian, whereas Vietnam's a little bit lower. And I think, gee, Vietnam, particularly in terms of the natural food and the people, let alone the incredible luxury hotels there, just has so much to offer the Australian traveller. Yes, that's true. I do. We do have some uh, Australian traveler, travelers, and trust me, the moment they came to the hotel, it was almost a yearly trip to come to the hotel and spend two weeks at the property. So we, we know there is a great potential. So where are most of your travelers from at the moment? Well, we are purely domestic business to work in Vietnamese guests. And we're very fortunate because uh, the Vietnamese guest has been our top clientele from day one. And for me, this is a very smart focus because it's, it's sustainable, sustainable business. So Saif, I'm very intrigued by you having studied Egyptian history. Talk to me about that and how your um, ethnicity has played a role in your career. Well, in, in the beginning, I studied archaeology because I wanted to change people's perception about Egypt and I wanted to play a role. And when I finished my degree, I couldn't really speak English. Then I said, okay, uh, I couldn't get a job. Then they said, you have to speak English. And at the time I said, all right, there is this hotel called Ritz-Carlton is opening, go there and do one year. And hopefully you speak proper English. When I went to Ritz-Carlton and I started, I said, okay, that's a dream job that I really want. I'm not leaving. Then I started to shift from archeology span into hotel business. Wow. So I never went back actually. And you went into one of the biggest five-star groups in the world straight off. Well, I was very fortunate, to be honest, because uh, I was surrounded with great people and they treated me very well. You know, it, it was very important to me to treat me with respect and then tell me what you want, then I will make it happen. And Ritz Carlton was the greatest start. And I spent with them almost nine years and it was full of just joy along the way. A lot of work, but it's just enjoyment in what I'm doing every day. Wow. Well, that's what they say. That's the greatest thing in life is to enjoy what you do every day. And um, I want to ask you about Raffles. You worked at Raffles. That is also one of my favorite hotels, a classic colonial hotel in the heart of um, downtown Singapore. Yes. Well, Raffles is very special to me and, uh, and it made a, uh, a changing point in my career. So Raffles Hotel Singapore is, is for me 
uh, a hotel where you know experience is quality matters and everything they do is just very well sought off they don't leave anything for a chance so the, the level of planning and attention to the details is, is to a whole new level uh, at the ruffles i remember um, you know we had to welcome Kara Lagerfeld for chanel and we have to launch up uh, the new collection and the journey from arrival to the farewell uh, it was just an extraordinary and it was an incredible event. What did Carl Lagerfeld eat at the, uh, at the event at the Raffles? I'm very intrigued. Oh, uh, I rem oh, would have remembered that the Alaskan crab with caviar, that was the appetizer if I remember correct. And I remember the main course with a beef tenderloin uh, with asparagus. What a memory you've got. <laughs> That's amazing. But the, the true highlight for me also at the Raffles is you work with the finance leaders in the industry. So when you surround yourself with those kind of leaders, you know how far you can go if you just stay focused with those kind of leaders and meet the expectation. I remember uh, while working at the Ruffles that I had to go to Monaco and spend time in different hotels. And I know this is, sounds fun, but I spend time in hotels in Monaco to see what is the industry looking like? How can I participate to Ruffles uh, story as well. So which hotel did you go and visit in Monaco? Uh, Metropole, Monte Carlo. That's a pretty spectacular hotel too. I've also been there, wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's extremely special, extraordinary. And you worked a lot, a lot of your career in food and beverage. How, what are the standards like in food and beverage and what's the difference between five-star F&B and just a regular hotel? You know, um, Food and beverage, it, it's all about planning. Everything has to be very well planned ahead of time. You really need to understand your guests and anticipate their preferences and making sure your team is very well trained and have a beautiful smile to deliver these experiences along your way. Uh, also, uh, working in food and beverage puts a lot of pressure in terms of, of meeting guest expectation and not just really meeting them, it's really exceeding those expectations. And uh, here the role comes of being creative, being innovative, and consistent as attention to the details, consistently, all the way. And you I also worked at the Six Senses Maldives, and you were, yes. as I understand it, bringing in a different Michelin star chef every month. Tell yes. us about that and what, what they were like, what it was like working with them. See, uh, during my time, Six Senses was, uh, was managed with Sono and Eva, and for me, they are extraordinary hoteliers. And Sono had this in mind, of how can I take the guest experience to a whole new level, even with the simplicity of Six Senses concept. And then we had to work with the Michelin star chefs. And me working with them, it's, uh, I value them more than ever because you work with an extraordinary people that they are committed, they're very innovative, uh, they take pride in what they do, and they work under huge pressure. The goal with them is to deliver a culinary experience that will convince you to travel from Australia to Maldives just to enjoy a dining experience. And Saif, we always ask our guests on the show, where to from here for you? Wow. Uh, well, I can't wait to have a cup of coffee. It's been an early morning. Uh, so from now, I'm just going to go and have a cup of coffee and enjoy a beautiful uh, view of the hotel, one of, one of them. Oh, the views are just stunning. I remember sitting in those yellow kind of things in the breakfast room, the circular domes that you can sort of sit half out and half in and look at that view. It was just, I had the longest breakfast of my life just sitting there looking at that view. Wow. 
Well, I'm gonna go just right there now. And this is called the Nonla. It's a Vietnamese hat upside down. Very unique. Oh, oh it's funny when um, I interviewed Bill Bensley, he talked about those Vietnamese conical hats and he's used them a number of times in his design. He's Correct. very clever and his designs are very thought through, aren't they? No, very, very true because he, he inspires himself with all the local elements, elements and see how he can take a small story and make it uh, just a phenomenal story that can be used in, many, in so many different ways. And that's what makes it stand out among others. Yeah, look, he must be thrilling to be around, particularly in your capacity when he's, you know, redesigning parts of your hotel. Yes, yes, he says we're working on exciting projects. Uh, hopefully somewhere around the end of 2022, they will be all brought to life. Well, I also hope that by the end of 2022, to say if you and I get to meet and I come to visit again your spectacularly beautiful property. But for now, thank you for bringing it, bringing it to us on the show and, um, and have a great day and enjoy that coffee. Thank you so much, Ren. Yeah. I will look forward to welcoming you here in person. Don't forget to subscribe here and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for regular travel updates. You can also hear our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.